Welcome to the Scott Shepard Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Well, hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. Today is episode 170. Yes, 170. And I get asked a lot if it is just some marketing tactic or copywriting tactic that I have actually issued and used the episode number of 170. And have I actually really recorded 170 episodes? And the answer is no. You see, I started this 170 days ago as a daily writing practice, a daily writing piece inspired by, I believe, Russell Brunson and or uh, Ben Settle, a great copywriter who writes an email every single day and has been doing it for 10 years. Well, he advises one to spend about 10 minutes writing an email. And I made it to about day 130 something. And for some reason, I love writing. It is what I consider my craft and my favorite thing to do. Okay. But I just couldn't shake it and sit with myself and allow myself to ship something that just isn't wonderful and excellent. So the thing that which should have taken me 10 minutes to ship out and market, uh, not market, but just ship out, right? Ended up taking me like three to four hours on average (laughs) every single day. Except on Sundays, I would simply write something along the lines of, you know, a very simple phrase and short quote and, you know, let them know, let people know the reason why it's not going to be a long post today is because, well, quite frankly, I need to commit at least one day a week to rest and play and relaxation. And the reason I've decided I need to do that is because, well, quite frankly, is that I think our physical bodies actually need that. And I was inspired by a book I read earlier earlier this year. Blah, blah, blah. Earlier this year, yes, I'm a copywriter, and I can't talk or speak, and I have a lisp sometimes, which this uh, beautiful, wonderful microphone, the Sure microphone, kind of masks uh, <laughs> wonderfully. Um, so I heard and that was a nice little um there and yeah, I try, I try to cut those ums out. And the reason is, is because I like to just ship this bitch and not send it to an editor first. And it forces me to actually stop sucking a uh, father's dick. <laughs> God, I can't, I couldn't take that one seriously. Uh, stop sucking horse dick when I, uh, speak because it, I know that, well, I'm not going to send it to an editor, at least right now, so I need to get better. Anyways, back to what inspired the commitment to rest and play. That is Jim Detmer. He wrote a book called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. It sounds 
like a lame, trite, boring title, but I assure you it is the best book you will ever read in business, life, leadership aside. It doesn't even need – It's I don't know why leadership is in the book. It is the best book you will ever read in your life, and I've read all of them. I've read the Tony Robbins books. I've read – you look at myself – uh, growth library and life philosophy library. I've read all of the big ones. Okay. The problem is, is that those have aged not so gracefully. I still love those books, but in this day and age, the book that actually brings it is Jim Detmer's 15 commitments of conscious leadership. I highly advise you to pick it up. And I say that without an Amazon affiliate link or any incentive whatsoever. So today, what shall we talk about? Here's what I have in mind. And before we get too far, I must wrap up the thing I started with, which is, is this my 170th episode that I have recorded via voice. No, but it is my 170th daily piece that I ship out. And what I intend to do at some point, if ever, if I ever, uh, I, yeah, at some point, but right now my obsession is what I'm about to talk about probably today. At some point I will probably record in voice the daily writing pieces. And I also intend to publish them on my website very soon. And by the way, my website is just a placeholder website because <laughs> I have elected to be insanely selective with my life energy and the investment that I allocate and what I allocate it towards. Because earlier in my career, you know, I have taught myself every single skill imaginable um, from copywriting, media buying, um, yeah, RTB media buying, every, every all native networks, you name it, okay? Social media, all of that stuff. My craft is GDN, which is the Google Display Network. And I've also ended up teaching myself a lot in the world of web apps, web development, you know, taught myself programming, Python, JavaScript, even, even C, um, you know, pandas for Python, the data analytics, all of the data analytics, uh, in-depth frameworks for, you know, Google analytics haven't, haven't gone too deep into the, the newest, latest stuff because quite frankly, and this is probably what I'll talk about at some point, is analytics, and I'm shocked I'm saying this, are actually completely overrated. And a live case study proving my point is precisely what has happened with Apple recently, with them blocking their cross-app tracking and the privacy. I know some companies that were abysmal in terms of the copywriting and creative department, but they were run by 
essentially engineers and quants and brainiacs. And that was always the sexiest little pitch, especially at the, the ad techs. Like 10 years ago, I remember maybe, maybe less than 10 years around there. I remember on the, the front cover of, I don't know, like an ad week or a ad tech magazine instead of the mad men, you know, like the TV show on the, on the cover of the advertising, it was like the math men. And it was like, you know, guys, nerds in suits looking like a, a madman style office and you know it touted them being just analytic and quant geniuses and while that was attractive 10 years ago today ladies and gentlemen and if i have anything to do with it i'm going to make it even more apparent and clear that that angle and that philosophy and that idea is a bunch of of horse shit. And the reason why is because, well, ladies and gentlemen, when you are communicating in advertising and when you are serving others, at least not right now, you are not serving a autonomous vehicle, a self-driving, you know, thing, self-driving robot, a smart contract. And if you are, then fine, great. Then you're probably not even listening to this podcast. But 96% of the world is still serving one type of customer, and that is known as the homo sapiens. And the sapiens, at least in the past 200,000 years, of its existence and at least in its past 70,000 years after the cognitive revolution wherein we've been able to develop language and proprioception and think about the future and communicate human nature has changed very very slowly and in 200 years I anticipate that it will definitely have changed but at the core, humans will have much of the same traits as they do today. The picture will continue to become more complex and more complicated. There will always be exceptions. However, analytics, quite frankly, is completely overblown and overrated. Now, with that out of the way, I should, of course, announce what I do every single episode, which is giving you some contextual idea of where I am recording this, and when, and how. So, as usual, I'm recording this from my home studio in Little Italy, San Diego, California. It is a 4.45 post-meridian on a Thursday. And in front of me, I have my to-do list, my daily to-do list and my process template in front of me. In front of my right hand is a gold and black, beautiful, expensive Mont Blanc pen. To the right of that is a green earplug, which matches my car. And in my left hand, I'm not ashamed to admit, is my ball sack. 
because for some reason, I have a habit of grabbing my balls when I talk. So I'm going to remove that hand right now. And so without further ado, I would like to share with you something called, well, hmm, I'm torn. You see, in this very, very early stage of this podcast, I decided to publish this podcast instead of doing a deep, insanely detailed dive into the audience that I wanted to attract. And I will hedge that a little bit because I did probably about a half half a month month worth of work maybe over the past 6 months on that question of what kind of audience and who is your audience who's your dream customer and person that you want to attract and i've made some good headway on that the problem is this is that my craft my profession my specialty and what i'm good at is copywriting and performance marketing. I consider myself to be somewhat of a one-man wolf pack of marketing and mass persuasion and even, well, anything web-related and even app-related. I got my start actually in the uh, desktop application and download space which if you're privy to that space, it's perhaps the, well, best known as the gutter of the internet. (laughs) It's essentially toolbar downloads like ask.com toolbar downloads and all of that. And before that, I floated around in other various things, you know, from info marketing to, to you name it. And that said, I know that I can attract and can add value to those who are entrepreneurs, marketers, and copywriters. And I know I'm even beginning to attract that type of crowd and audience and that type of person. However, what I am most fascinated with right now at this point in time is something that I've talked about and touched on in my previous episodes, but it has to do with organizing your thoughts and your mind and organizing it in such a way wherein all the books that you read, or if you're a copywriter, all of your uh, headlines that you've written out by hand, if if you actually are a good copywriter worth a shit, then you have written headlines out. By hand, and I don't even have to tell you why, because, well, you should know that, and you should know why, especially if you've studied any of the greats. And the thing that I'm fascinated with is that of, well, productivity and knowledge management and information science and how to actually organize all of your thoughts and discoveries and ideas in a way in which 
you will have for the rest of your life and you will build on and it will force you to build on all of that knowledge. And it will kind of compound kind of like what Charlie Munger has talked about in his books of, uh, you know, uh, the, the poor Charlie's almanac and having your knowledge snowball and compound. Well, I've tried every single productivity tool out there and method and workflow and strategy under the sun. And I'll put a little asterisk there because no one has, but well, besides me, I'm just kidding, but seriously, kind of. And I've tried them all. And the digital one, the digital route sucks and is horrible and is decaying the minds of everyone and is picking up steam and there's just so much hey scott shepherd here real quick this podcast is sponsored by me yes me sir scott of shepherd i am committed to never shilling some dildo hipster crappy freaking product like all the other podcasters do all right my only ask however is that you spend 10 seconds right now literally pull to the side of the freaking road the freeway stop and rate and review this podcast share it with a friend this will help me spread my movement you see i want to create an army of 1000 independent writers creators and thinkers who get to spend their days writing and creating using analog tools while making multiple six figures if they even need to and more importantly building a tribe of people that they were called to build, okay? And I want you to rate and review this podcast because it will directly help me in this mission. That's all I ask. All right, now back to the regularly scheduled program. Peace. Wrong material and lessons out there that are teaching people teaching writers, teaching copywriters, teaching marketers, teaching any type of knowledge worker uh, how to build their professional life and take notes. And so what I have decided to do today is to continue diving in and going super deep into the world of, well, analog note-taking. And I intend to, quite frankly, create an analog productivity revolution, my friend. And you will see very, very soon. How soon? I'm not sure yet, because a lot of work is still left to be done. And, well, quite frankly, I'm going to be diving into this and diving into this world. And the principle that this touches upon is something that Joe Polish, a wonderful marketer, has talked about before. And it is called ascribing to the principle called ELF, E-L-F. And it is to pursue things that are easy, lucrative, and fun. Well, I have simplified the ELF principle, and I advise you to follow the two F's instead. 
the two F's are simply this. Fascinating and fun. Pursue and follow and trust your gut and trust your intuition to pursue that which is the most fascinating thing to you and the most fun. Now, fun does not mean going on a boat in Miami, buying a bottle of 1942 tequila, and serving shots to a bunch of 11 out of 10 models and getting wasted, okay? That is not the type of fun I'm talking about. And quite frankly, I should have used a better analogy because being around a bunch of deadbeat, dumbass chicks on Instagram taking selfies is, well, quite literally, in my opinion, the antithesis of fun. I would rather have it, of course, be all of that, except instead of hot Instagram girls, I would want it to be hot Instagram guys. I'm just kidding, but seriously, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's, all right, I'm not gay, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> the fascinating and fun principle. By fun, I mean challenging. Challenging to me is fun. When it stops becoming challenging, it's boring, and I move on. Quite frankly... I love copywriting. I love marketing. I will never cease learning and advancing in that craft and that field. But right now, it's not the most fascinating thing for me. And in fact, I also need to make it more challenging because when it's not as challenging anymore, it's not fun. But the beautiful thing about copywriting is that it humbles you very, very quickly once you actually publish something and put it out there in the market. Because the market will humble you. It will tell you how much you are living in a Don Quixote fantasy idealistic world quixotically in your own mind. And when the data comes back and in and you know you've spent $1200 and you've had zero sales well that humbles you and it humbles you real quick of course i am not the type of dumbass who needs to spend $1200 to learn that i suck i monitor things and have things set up so that well i can probably spend 200 to $400 and you break it up to like $80 a day, you know, of spend before you learn how much you suck and how bad you suck. Just shocking. I, I, you know, I hear a lot of people and I've heard of a lot of people that, you know, spend and drop like, you know, 70 grand blind on a test and they're just freaking, that's just unsustainable. That's retarded. Um, so yeah. The moral of today's lesson and story that I want to emphasize and re-emphasize to you is that it's okay and that you should trust yourself to pursue that which is fascinating and fun. And I'm not the only one to ever say this. In fact, Elizabeth Gilbert has said this in her book, 
I believe it is called Big Magic. She wrote a best-selling novel. And the way in which she wrote that best-selling novel is not by outlining a perfect, clear vision of the type of book she wanted to write. The method that she followed is called emergence. And one day, for some reason, she got fascinated. She was bored and depressed out of her mind outside of New Jersey in a suburb. And she grew fascinated with her garden and with the certain types of plants in her garden. And it led her to head to the library one day and look up a bunch of gardening and horticulture books. And she was shocked at the types of books that she found in the library on this field and subject. There's a profoundly deep history and even almost like an Indiana Jones jungle-like tale of historical adventures that have gone into jungles and desolate places in order to identify and find exotic certain types of plants and flowers. And this led her into discovering a certain tale, an adventure, a real life adventure of a certain family that did this. And when she discovered it, she just continued to follow her gut and intuition and write and write and write and follow it and pursue what she found to be fascinating and fun. And in doing that, in trusting herself, she wrote and pulled off a beautiful, fascinating, and amazing novel. And it's almost as if one feels guilty to pursue that which is fascinating and fun. It's almost like today we can get too tied up into the Jocko Willink philosophy of waking up at 4.30 a.m. sharp and doing 700 push-ups and kicking down the door and screaming at the top of your lungs that you will not take shit from anyone before taking a nice cold shower, getting your nipples all hard, and smacking yourself in the face in front of a mirror. Quite frankly, that's gay. The thing that is not gay is that which seems like it would be gay. And the thing that seems like it would be gay is getting fascinated with flowers so much to the point wherein you go to a library and read up on it. But, my friends... That is fucking gangster. And that is what you ought to do every single day. And it is what you ought to make sure is the philosophy you live by. That is all I would like to say today. But not before I remind you that you should always remember to stay crispy, my friends. Scott Shepper, signing off at 5 o'clock sharp on a Thursday in Little Italy, San Diego. And P.S., 
in my left hand still remains that of my ball sack. See you tomorrow. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.